Veritas Academy was chosen by Niche as the number one Christian and private school in Northern Virginia and third in the state of Virginia. Visit the National Landing Campus and join the Headmaster for Coffee every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. VeritasAcademyDC.com, VeritasAcademyDC.com. Now on News Talk 105.9 WMAL. O'Connor and Company. So I says to Glenn Youngkin, I says, so you get along with Ron DeSantis? Uh-huh. He says, yeah. I said, so that's the ticket. <laughs> and then bada boom, bada bang. Just, and then just silence. Just Yeah, there was that pause. Dead air. There was that pause, just that awkward pause. Uh, awkward. I, I specialize in the awkward pauses with elected it's, officials. But you know what? That question makes us, the kind our show, the kind I of um, must, must listen. Because <laughs> you never know. I am looking forward to Westmore versus Glenn Youngkin on the basketball court, though. Who that do you think is going to win? Youngkin in a land. Oh, not even close. Not even close. Uh, wait, are we talking about basketball or the next election? <laughs> I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Joining us right now, Patrice Onwuka, is yes. Congressman Andy Biggs, who uh, has a pretty mean hookshot of his own. He's Congressman from Arizona on the House Oversight and Accountability Committee. Uh, Andy Biggs, what, Youngkin and DeSantis, what do you think? Oh man, I gotta go with Ron uh, DeSantis <laughs> because I, I think I think what'll happen is if Youngkin takes a jump shot, DeSantis is gonna hit him in the stomach, and and Youngkin won't be able to keep, keep his shot. Well, together. that's oh. the thing; he's he ain't blocking that shot. The only thing he could do is that's just. Right. Sort of... We'll see what happens there. In the meantime, you're doing yeoman's work on the oversight committee. I got to tell you, when you guys first started talking about overturning, listen, people need to understand oversight has literal oversight over the machinations of the District of Columbia government. But very rarely do you step in and actually say, no, this is not going to fly and overrule what the district council has done. But you did so with the rewriting of the crime bill. And Congressman Biggs, did you ever think that you would then see what 10 days later, 80 in the Senate, 80 senators voted to join you (laughs) in rejecting this? Finally, bipartisanship lives. Republicans and Democrats can agree on one thing. D.C. is a disaster. Yeah, I was. I'll be honest with you. If you would have told me a month ago that Andrew Clyde would have uh, would be the sponsor of that bill, and that bill would be the first bill passed and signed into law this session, I, I think we all would have thought you were on drugs. That yeah. you were doing some DC marijuana or something. So, <laughs> that you also should have overridden, but that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. But but no, it's it's. it's I think everybody realizes. D.C. is a really dangerous town mm. right now, and it's because of the lousy policies that actually reward criminality and punish uh, those who try to uh, uh, obey the law. Mm-hmm. It, it disadvantages victims, and so so everybody kind of kind of got there on that, I think. And and uh, I think we shame the Democrats. If you want the truth, I think we shame the Democrats. They can no longer. Uh, you know, because they were defund police, and 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 now for the last year and a half or so, they've been saying, "No, we never said defund police." Well, uh, that's mendacious at best. So, so it's good to get after them. 
Very good. I mean, I'd like to shift gears just a little bit to one of the big news stories this week, um, Congressman Biggs, which was January 6th. Uh, It is back again. And the idea that Speaker, um, uh, uh, the the Speaker of the House released tapes to Tucker Carlson, Speaker McCarthy, um, which which actually gave us a bigger, better picture of what happened on January 6th. One that, I mean, I think most people would, would condemn the violence, but also recognize that everyone wasn't a violent terrorist who was there. Uh, what was your response when you saw this? Well, I was, I was, um, I was pleased. I'd seen stuff in, in public domain that kind of indicated that, but I, I, you never saw the things where the police were actually kind of escorting Shan, uh, you know, uh, the, the shaman around. Mm. Uh, yeah. You did, you, you know, and I thought that was interesting. And I, I'm glad it's getting out there because those of us who have been accused, uh, like myself. Uh, simply for for wanting to have an opportunity to use the process, you're like, well, wait a second. Um, Yes, there was rioting going on, but we know that there were peaceful protesters there. Um, They got in. They shouldn't have been in, but they committed a trespass, not not an insurrection. They they weren't trying to overthrow the government. They were trying to protest what they thought was uh, uh, what, you know, a bad election or whatever. But the point is, yeah. It's never it's never as, as clear and one-sided as the other side makes it out. There's always a, a yin and a yang, and that's yeah. what we're seeing here, the full picture. Well, and that's why it was so uh, horrendous that Nancy Pelosi wouldn't allow Kevin McCarthy to actually select Republicans to be on that January 6th committee hearing. It wouldn't have taken two years to get uh, more of the story. Uh, Congressman Biggs, Oversight was planning on having a committee hearing today at 9 a.m., uh, the first about the Biden family investigation. Uh, this, of course, would use the Hunter Biden laptop as a key piece of evidence, but it's not an investigation into Hunter. It's, it's, as the title says, the Biden family. That's now had to be postponed because witnesses refuse to appear. Can you give us more details about who these witnesses are, <laughs> why they're not cooperating, and what you're going to do about their lack of cooperation? Because last I checked, you don't cooperate with a, a committee. You go to jail. You get arrested. You get convicted like Steve Bannon. Yeah, this is the Department of Treasury. So uh, they're they're refusing to give us the uh, suspicious activity reports of, of Hunter Biden, which is the first place, and we and so we're trying to get them. We're also trying to get the financial institutions in. Well, we gave them a chance to come in. We wanna we want to uh, make sure that when we go after them for contempt, we've done everything by the book. And so they they refuse to come in. The subpoena will go out. The subpoena will hit. If they don't come in, uh, it's it's contempt time, and that's. That's why we're setting it up. This and when way. you say they, you're talking about just, uh, Treasury Department officials. Are these political appointees? Yes. Uh, who, who specifically? You're going to have uh, political appointees because this is the, the the leadership, but you'll also have right. uh, a staffer level. So, okay. so, so they haven't come in because they keep saying, yeah. "Oh, they're cooperating fully. They're they're giving you everything that you need." They're, I mean, you used the word no. mendacious earlier. Can we just say they're lying? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's. I was trying to be diplomatic, but thanks for taking that away from me. This is not NPR, <laughs> sir. We don't. We don't. Too many syllables. All right. Let's. One other. Uh, go ahead, Patrice. Yeah. So, President Biden's budget yesterday, uh, Congressman Biggs. I mean, it, obviously, it's a joke. I, I think in in that you know we're expecting. 
at least some areas of bipartisanship. And maybe the one I saw is just the fact that he wants to extend the expiring tax cuts. Uh, but th- at the cost of two trillion dollars in new taxes, you know, what is there anything else that you saw in the president's budget that gives you pause that, that there is something, you know, that maybe can be negotiated on? I didn't see anything um, in my review, um, and we haven't been able to go through all of it yet, but but this, the talkers that they've given us and all of, of those points, mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything that we can really come together on other than this. Uh, it, it, let's, let's all agree that only in Washington, D.C. can you increase the national debt from $31 trillion to just under $50 trillion and say that you've reduced the national debt only <laughs> in Washington, D.C., uh, one last thing here, back to January 6th. You know, one of the narratives coming out of that J6 committee hearing was uh, having to do with your colleague, Congressman Loudermilk. They said that he was uh, escorting yeah. uh, uh, insurrectionists on a reconnaissance mission. Well, we see in the videos now, they were not even in the Capitol. They were in, uh, I think, the um, the Cannon office building or one of the office buildings. And it was it was constituents that he was giving a tour to that I'm sure you do all the time, which, by the way, I've never gotten a tour from you, Biggs. I'd like that. Uh, it, don't, don't the Democrats owe your colleague an apology about this? They basically accused him of a federal crime. Yes, they do. And but but to to have the humility to apologize would mean that you would have to know Shane, and they don't know Shane, um, and so they they're they're going to stick with their narrative, and that's anything that undercuts their narrative, they're going to fight against uh, Larry and Patrice. That's where that's where they are, mm-hmm. and they but they owe. They owe Barry a huge apology, and there are others that they owe apologies to as well. Mm-hmm. And if they ever let, if we can ever get hold of the rest of the video and the transcripts, you're going to find out that they owe this entire country an apology. No, we're looking forward mm-hmm. to that. We're glad that you guys are on oversight now, and uh, and I think I just came up with a great um, promotion. We're going to like have a contest, and some listeners will join us for a special Andy Biggs led tour of the Capitol. Is that yeah. like an ethics violation or something? Do we have to? <laughs> It pro- probably I'll be I'll be put in the Capitol brig or something like yeah. that. <laughs> well, it's not like AOC with the Met Gala and and she can know, get away with that. Maybe <laughs> if I wear a dress that says "Tax the Rich," I'll be okay. All right, we'll leave it there. Congressman Thank Biggs, you so always much, good to sir. talk to you. But first, let's start with Colin Kaepernick. Boy, this guy is such an odious individual, and frankly, it has nothing to do with his politics. It has nothing to do with kneeling at the Star Spangled Banner, which also makes him kind of odious. But now he's got a uh, graphic novel coming out called mm-hmm. Change the Game. It's autobiographical. All he can do is talk about himself, man. Um, you know, and I, in- I see a lot of similarities to Meghan Markle, by the way. Oh, well spotted there. Yes. Um, for people who don't remember, Colin Kaepernick was adopted by a white family. Mm-hmm. And, and much of, you know, his his newfound political activism, he often refers to the fact that he was a black. Veritas Academy was chosen by Niche as the number one Christian and private school in Northern Virginia and third in the state of Virginia. Visit the National Landing Campus and join the Headmaster for Coffee every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. VeritasAcademyDC.com, VeritasAcademyDC.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.
black kid growing up in a white neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And and apparently he was discriminated against. And and I'm not saying that he wasn't, but his parents did the most selfless act of love that mm-hmm. one could do. Well, actually, all of it. His birth parents did a selfless act of love by yeah, putting him up for true. adoption because they knew that they weren't suited to raise him. And mm-hmm. then the, his adoptive parents, I mean, it's, it's a glorious thing, something that should be celebrated and encouraged in this country. And Patrice, apparently, he throws his adoptive parents under the bus. It's pretty disgusting. Uh, so he's claiming that, you know, his adoptive pa- white parents were, uh, they, they he had a problematic household growing up. Uh, and he gives in one example where he wanted to get his hair done in cornrows, which means just braiding your hair back. And and actually at that time, if you consider his age, that was actually very popular, ludicrous. A lot of the rappers were doing the cornrows. But it also, his mother said, you know, no, I mean, that's unprofessional and it's going to make you look like a thug. I actually agree with his mom. I, that was a very thuggish look. But apparently that was, an oppre- that was an oppressive statement for his white mother to make to her black adoptive son. Yeah, I was going to say you have black children, Patrice, given the fact that you're black <laughs> and your husband is black. Yeah. Uh, do, uh, if your kids come up to you when they're teenagers and say, hey, Mama, I want some corn rolls. Uh, you're gonna, uh, it's going to be a no. Yeah. It's going to be a no because it, it is not a professional look. Now we can talk about ways that you and, and you know what? Their hair is curly, so I want the curls to pop. I want it to look nice. But, you know, there is a level of being professional and you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Unfortunately, I think Colin Kaepernick and the reason why I say this, he's like uh, Meghan Markle. They're all bought into this um, th- this idea of blackness being that you have to present yourself as as ultra, you know, fist in the air. You have yeah. to push back against every form of normalcy and norm around, you know, that's considered, quote, white. No, no, no. It's about putting your best foot forward. And, yeah. and I think his mother was giving him good advice at the time. Of course she was. And her his parents, he owes everything to his adoptive parents. He was a baseball star and a football star. He had his pick of colleges and his and, and a career path yeah. laid out in front of him. And it wasn't because of nat- I'm sorry, it's not natural talent. You're not a quarterback or a baseball player because of natural talent. It's because you worked your butt off and it's you because do. your parents gave you the discipline yeah. and raised you in an appropriate way so you could work your butt off. And this is disgusting. And I and my heart breaks. Mm for his parents, who I'm sure still love their son. That's the key. And it's terrible that they have to go through this. That, that's the funny thing, Larry. We will probably never hear from them because good parents, they're not out there trying to sell their story or trying that's to diminish right. how their kids are in the public eye, no yep. matter how much their kids may may may, may diminish them to the public. They love their son them. unconditionally. It would yeah. only be uh, nice to know that their son returned it. I have exciting news for you. As you know, our uh, past guest there, Governor Yunkin, Governor Glenn Yunkin, he made me the ambassador to Virginia's wine country That's right. because I love wine. So I'm thrilled to announce that I've partnered with our friends at the Wine Outlets in Northern Virginia to officially launch the Larry O'Connor Wine Club. A bunch of you already signed up, your members, because it's free. And when you become a free member to the Larry O'Connor Wine Club, you get seasonal wine recommendations, you get special offers and special deals, and most importantly, you get free tickets to join me for our in-person club launch. We have this scheduled in February, and then a storm came, knocked the power out. So now it's scheduled for Saturday, March 18th at the Great Falls location. Sign up now, RSVP, for this free launch party and wine tasting at LarryWineClub.com, LarryWineClub.com. All right, Cindy Lauper, she's so smart. Listen to her respond to a question about transgender policies. What do you make of all the anti-LGBTQ legislation that's making its way in bills across the country? Um, you know, I believe you don't stop the fight. 
equality for everybody or nobody's really equal. This is how Hitler started. You know, just weeding everybody out and then finally he, you know, I don't think it's a good idea what they're doing, but you know, you just have to keep fighting for civil rights. I guess that's the way it is in this country. Started out like that, didn't it? <laughs> didn't it? All right, so this uh, this right here is what's getting all the headlines. This is we hear how this? Hitler started. You yeah, know? how Hitler started. Although my favorite part of the interview was this. You know. Yeah. How many times did she say that? Eight times? Nine times? Cindy Lauper rejuvenating yeah. her career. She's got a brand new album out. It's called Godwin's Law. It's 830. WMAL-FM, Woodbridge, Washington. A cumulus media station. Making sense of the news. News Talk 105.9. News now on News Talk 105.9 WMAL. O'Connor and Company. 836 here as we close out this Friday morning. In 30 minutes, we hand it off to Chris Plant. You can launch your weekend. But it's an important Friday, Patrice Onwuka, because we just got the jobs report. And uh, what's the what's the look? What's the news? What's the headline? Absolutely. So the big headline is unemployment actually ticked up to 3.6% from 3.4% last month. Um, mm-hmm. The number of jobs added, 311,000, which beats expectations. Um, and then the previous two months were revised back down. So um, oh. last <laughs> month, that 517, it was revised down to about 503 or something like that, okay. uh, 504,000. So Any number there on job, uh, on um, workplace participation? Workplace on- participation rate, uh, it just barely edged up just a, like a tenth of a percentage point, um, just just a little bit. So it's still not making the big gains that we would expect. Or hope for, yeah. yeah. So still dragging along. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, great. Excellent. Thank you for that. Sure. Uh, meanwhile, we have an end of the world update because the, the world, of course, <laughs> is coming to an end very soon. No and way. we are uh, Johnny on the spot here with the latest news on that. Uh, this comes from Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. Uh, talks about an interaction that she had with a uh, completely unidentified random college kid. But because this random college kid said something that really resonated with Kamala Harris, I guess we're supposed to set our federal policy over it. Anyway, we'll let the vice president take it over from here in her own uh, unique and intelligent fashion. I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. <laughs> Climate, <What>? mental health. <laughs> and she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. <laughs> and she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? Yes. Worried about what that would mean. And the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers trying to figure out, you know, they're going to have to get a job and they're going to have to make a living, but what can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? What? Boy, there's a whole lot to discuss here. It's a lot to unpack, Larry. Yeah, Yeah, as they say. (laughs) um, Unpack that for me. Is it me? You know the woman who does the great Kamala Harris impersonations? Mm -hmm. We've played her stuff here in in Tucker's header. All all I do is hear her now when I hear Kamala Harris. (laughs) It's great. 
Um, so there are people like uh, took this clip on the uh, social media and said, mm-hmm. well, she, now she's just making stuff up. Actually, I, I have no doubt that this is true. I have I no doubt that the, yeah. this generation that has been raised with the curriculum that yes. the activists have put into the public school systems, convincing them that SUVs were destroying the planet mm-hmm. and the end of the world is coming. What does AOC say? We only have 10 years Less, to save exactly. the planet, right? Yeah. I have no doubt that they are dealing with mental health issues if that's all they Veritas Academy was chosen by Niche as the number one Christian and private school in Northern Virginia and third in the state of Virginia. Visit the National Landing Campus and join the Headmaster for Coffee every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. VeritasAcademyDC.com, VeritasAcademyDC.com. What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. I've heard. And I have no doubt that there are young people who are like, why even start a family? Why even have a child? Because the planet is going to be a disaster. So two takeaways quickly from that Mm -hmm. idea, Patrice. Um, I'm okay with them not procreating. (laughs) And and people who are raised in traditional, Uh religious, faith-based, conservative values, having as many babies to outvote them as possible. I'm fine with that. That's that's actually uh, that's a demographic equation I'm happy with. Okay, well here's the problem: we need more than just uh, the the god the the people that you talked about to have babies. We our, our, the fertility rate has been dropping. We are uh, at the point where we're not replacing mm-hmm. ourselves, and and uh, that leads to a destructive path. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I you're right. Um, this generation has been raised to believe that everything around them is related to climate. Every bit of discrimination is related to climate, and that you know every. Everything that they do, if it's not advancing climate change, uh, ESG, you know, then, then they're not doing their part. And so it's not surprising. And they even hear from AOC. She made a similar argument in the past about this. Uh, we need, a, I think I was raised as an earlier millennial to believe that there were a million trees left in the world. And you know what? I believed it until I started counting them in the car. <laughs> when I was driving, I said, wait a minute. I have I have like I've hit 100 and I know that they're probably a thousand times more just along this little mile long stretch of the highway. I and that's that. when I started to believe that what I was being fed is lies. So let's hope that, right. you know, this generation starts to realize they're being fed lies. No, actually, let's hope that all of the socialists and Democrat kids in college right now who have voted for Democrats take heed from this message from Kamala Harris. And also, let's not forget AOC. Cut mm. 40 here, AOC. Remember what she yeah. had to say when uh, facing the same issue with climate change. It's so bad. And so it's basically like there's scientific consensus that the lives of children are going to be very difficult. And it does lead, I think, young people to have a legitimate question. You know, should, is it okay to still have children? And I mean, not just financially, because People are graduating with twenty, thirty, a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt, mm-hmm. and so they can't even afford to have kids in a house. But yeah, yeah. also just this basic moral question: like, what right. do we do? 
Ugh. Yeah, it is immoral to have children. All, all of you supporters of AOC, all of uh, you uh, Democrats who are political, I just stay, keep going with your political activity. <laughs> Go out and organize rallies. I hear you from a strategic standpoint, Larry. Organize <laughs> communities. Go out and attend those rallies. And you want to do it, all, especially you ladies, you want to do it right up until you're about 43, 44 years old, all right? Then maybe you can start about uh, thinking about having babies. But don't let these years go by, all you political activists. The rest of you, are you listening? The rest, get, go, go do what you do best, okay? Well, the Oscars are uh, like this weekend, right? And uh, I doubt that we're going to have another. We're not going to have an actor smacking one of the hosts oh like but it would be so it, it would we don't expect it so that would be the perfect thing it would be perfect especially since jimmy kimmel is hosting and boy if anybody needs to be smacked across the face <laughs> it's that guy it wouldn't surprise me if he does this as, as a skit there will be some we'll joke see. about it yeah um but uh, i'll say this uh a lot of people are not going to be watching because they're just sick of the oscars they don't feel like mm -hmm. they relate to it if they watch it all it'll be to see if maverick wins tom cruise um but we're not the only ones who are boycott or not boycotting but just not interested Hollywood stars are speaking out about how the Oscars are real bad. stars. Yeah, Goldie Hawn. I've always loved Goldie. Oh, Hawn. she's a beautiful person. Well, she has come out saying that the Oscars are no longer elegant anymore. There are no Hollywood stars anymore. She says that the show has become politicized. She said that the jokes are off color. The 77-year-old Hollywood star has said she's done with the Oscars, mm. and I think that she, she says, I want to see people that I'm in awe of. I want, you know, there hmm. used to be this glamour quotient in Hollywood, and now it's it's, it's not at all, and good yeah. for her. Well, you know what? I think it, that glamour uh that grammar glamour quotient died when we started to uh, destroy our heroes. Mm -hmm. No longer can you have a Captain America. No longer can you have a Superman, someone who is aspirational. Now you have to have someone who's who's demented, even though they wear a cape or yeah. someone who is, you know, a woman who uh, climbs the ladder, but she sleeps around. I mean, it's yeah. it's what culture right now is celebrating. And I think that bleeds over into Hollywood. She also uh, she also blasted cancel culture mm -hmm. saying cancel culture is ruining comedy now mm -hmm. so i mean I, I it's interesting you know she's partnered they married she and kurt russell i don't think they ever actually officially got married did they wow but they're, they've been together for decades yeah and, and kurt russell has famously said oh, quite a bit that mm -hmm. sounds very conservative too so uh one wonders if these two are just sort of like a, a old conservative hollywood couple now just sort of finally yeah. speaking their mind well or there are a lot of older generations who are just looking at the current generation and thinking what where in the world are these people coming from which is funny you know? considering both of them were counterculture types right at With their time Han on laughing and everything mm. and now the counterculture well to be counterculture in hollywood is to be conservative good for you goldie it's <laughs> 852 so then I said to Glenn Youngkin, oh, you get along with Ron DeSantis. That's the ticket. And I, I don't, I thought it was. Yep. That's it for today's program, Patrice. You have All a great right. weekend. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Chris Plant is yes. ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, you see the big budget? Hey, remember oh, when I said big let's is make an sure that Chris's microphone is ready here? Let's, yeah. uh, let's make sure it's ready and on. Oh, yeah. So, my microphone is absolutely ready. Not oh, my, on my mic, microphone. Sir. Now my there microphone is, is absolutely ready. All yeah. right. I should have thought of that ahead of time. <laughs> everything, everything old is new again in this studio. You know you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Go for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joe Biden and uh, yes, Ted Cruz had some uh, the uh, comments about it. The Daily Mail has the best coverage because they're not an American newspaper, so they're not as corrupt That's as the New York right. Times or the Washington Post. Yeah. Uh, remarkable stuff.
I uh, also I heard you're a Cindy Lauper, the, your Cindy Lauper yeah. segment. That was fun. <laughs> that you you see the picture of her? Yeah. She looked like the bride of Frankenstein after being executed. Veritas Academy was chosen by Niche as the number one Christian and private school in Northern Virginia and third in the state of Virginia. Visit the National Landing Campus and join the Headmaster for Coffee every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. VeritasAcademyDC.com, VeritasAcademyDC.com.